0: hello everyone welcome to the first episode of the breaking point podcast today we're here with holly Cove, who is someone who i used to go to school with and she is a coach and we're just going to have a chat an informal chat about things uh gonna holly's gonna give a little introduction to herself i'll give an introduction to what the podcast is going to be about and yeah how are you doing today holly are you good
1: yeah, I'm very good. Thanks. Thanks for having me on my po- on your podcast. I'm very excited to be the first the first guest. No, the first
0: very guest. Exciting. You're you're a big deal. It's a big thing. <laughs> so Holly, give us a bit of why are you interested in personal growth and development, and what brought you to it? What experiences did you go through? Why do you think it's important? Do you think it's important, or are you just doing it for the banter? What's <laughs> Yeah,
1: I don't think it's that important. Uh good question. Yeah, very good question. So um let me think. What was the f- what was the first question you asked? Why you're interested in it? That was the first I... one, wasn't it? so I'm interested in all things mindfulness, self-development, spirituality, really because I kind of don't think that there's anything more important in in life because I know when I've been struggling with my mental health and feeling low, like when you don't have your mental health in a good place, like you don't really have anything else. Mm -hmm. Like we experience everything in life through the filters that we're putting on reality. It's not actually about what's going on externally. Like you could be in the most amazing place externally with all the circumstances lining up, but you could still feel awful inside and I actually remember this one like standout moment it was like a core I was going
0: to ask you that so that's perfect I was going to ask <laughs> what, was there a break what's your breaking point
1: oh yeah breaking point good good question well it, it doesn't sound that dramatic really I well I mean there's a couple I, I'd say I think the first major one for me was I'd always dreamt of traveling and basically i had this idea in my head that you can't be sad when you're traveling (laughs) like i just thought it was the epitome of life like no one can be sad when they're traveling so i did a i did a gap year and typical gap year went to southeast asia and i remember being on the beach in thailand and i was traveling with one of my friends and we weren't really getting on that well and i remember just sat on this beach surrounded by so many people and in this gorgeous location and I felt just so so lonely like so unbearably lonely and I was like how can I be sad when I'm here like I don't understand how I can be and I genuinely like almost booked a flight home like I was so close to just being like I can't do this like I need to go home but I didn't like I I stuck with it and I'd say that was kind of a breaking point because it really reframed like how I live my life really because now and I mean that was a few years ago so it hasn't been it wasn't like a oh suddenly I I get it all but I feel like through everything that I've done between then and now I now through like learning to be a coach and really delving into my own like healing journey now I'm so much more present in my own experience and understand that I understand to not live for the future to not pin my happiness to like a future moment like oh I know I'm going to be okay inside when I reach xyz it's like well actually I need to be happy now because the future doesn't exist the past doesn't exist All we have is right now so how can I make this moment the best it can be how can I make my mental health the best it can be for what's going on right now
0: that's brilliant that's what that makes sense. i don't
1: know if that answers all of the questions that you asked
0: it, no i say it does pretty much yeah so you, you're on a beach and you had a bit of an aha moment and you were just sort of like oh this isn't kind of what i was expecting it to be there's a great saying which i love which is i can't remember what it is exactly but it's something like it's easy for someone to achieve their i think it's like it's easy for someone to achieve their dreams than to relinquish them in other words it's so so much harder for someone to let go of what they think is would be the best you know the panacea the best thing that they could ever do. It's easier for someone to achieve it than it is for them to let it go with the because they they spend their whole time thinking oh I just need this one thing to make mm-hmm. everything better. But that that makes a lot of sense. So what? Yeah. Go on. You go. You go. I
1: was going to say that's um I think that's the key thing with manifestation and where the conversation kind of goes a bit wrong because. Yes, you can manifest all these amazing things in life, but don't attach your happiness yeah. and your sense of being okay in yourself to achieving those things. Yeah. It's okay to to want things and desire things, but do it from a place of being fully healed. And that I say that like it's easy to get there, but like it's, it's a lifelong journey really, yeah. healing and learning to yeah. accept accept all of yourself um but yeah manifesting from a place for basically not being too attached to the outcome like creating and manifesting from a place of because i can and because it's fun and because i'm living this human experience rather than i'm not going to be okay until i have this thing
0: in my life that's uh that's a staple part of manifestation isn't it the whole idea of disattachment and it's like if you plant a seed you can't dig it up every day check if it's growing you just have to let the seed be in the ground stay and but it's hard because we're not a seed and we're not we, we want to dig up the ground and everything and we, you've got to find that balance of pursuing something manifesting it not being too attached to it but also not i don't know manifestation is a really have you watched the secret
1: I haven't watched it, but I've I've read it. I haven't watched it. I've read the book. And actually, it was the very first, uh, very first spiritual self-help book I ever read. My parents got me The Secret to Teen Power. They wrote a version of it just for like teenagers. And my parents gave it to me when I was like 14. And I read it. So I'm familiar with it. Yeah, go on.
0: No, I I was just wondering because that's like the... They've made a second one, but that's like the... The manifestation sort of thing that everyone is drawn, that everyone goes to. It's like the Bible of manifestation, I suppose, isn't it? In some ways, or the first production that was released, sort of professional production that was released around it. But um yes, interesting, interesting documentary, I suppose. Yeah. So yeah. you leave Bali. You're what nineteen?
1: Yes. I, well, I was 18 and then I came back. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, basically it was about 10, 19.
0: Okay. And then you went to uni to do a drama no, degree. Drama degree.
1: Yeah. Yes. So I did a drama degree and that was an, an interesting choice. And I'm really glad. I feel very lucky that my parents have always been of the opinion like, just do what makes you happy. Don't think about where it's going to lead job prospects it's going to have whatever and uh, in a way i I i'm so i'm so grateful for that because my degree was the most fun ever i had so much fun um and it was yeah it was really it was really uh eye-opening and i think it really helped my growth because it pushed me so far outside of my comfort zone like i remember (laughs) in the induction on the induction day we So we're in like a class of 30 people. Everyone is trying to obviously like be the best and, you know, kind of show off to the new teacher and show that they're, you know, prove themselves at uni in in a good way. And the teacher or the lecturer made us walk around the room and then she'd shout a vegetable or an object and we had to be that object. And when I say be, like literally embody it in every way, like sounds and everything. And then she'd pick two people, she'd just like point to two people, and they had to basically have like a competition to see who could do it, who could do their broccoli the best. And I think I almost had a panic attack in that in that room. I mean it what, was yeah, it was intense.
0: It what sound does a broccoli make?
1: I really don't know. I couldn't tell you right now. I
0: <laughs> what a broccoli make.
1: Well that's the thing you just got to kind of make it up and i think it was good for 19 year old me because yeah. you you just had to leave your inhibitions at the door
0: absolutely. and Big just thing. sorry carry on
1: and and just kind of absolutely go for it because you were going to look like a fool either way like if you didn't try that much you'd also look stupid yes, as if exactly. you fully went for it yeah. So it really kind of, I think it's definitely been part of my journey to, I'm still working on it, but being actually myself and, and yeah, being fully authentic in everything that I do.
0: Imagine how many people would benefit from doing some kind of like acting expression sort of workshop or something where they learn to release themselves and let go of their the barriers they put around themselves and how it's like in uh do you know the film fight club
1: i do i can't believe i'm gonna say this but i actually haven't seen it
0: that's all right that's not a big that's not a big deal okay uh that's
1: fine, <laughs> that's fine.
0: yeah that's fine but we Fight club that. is all about letting go of the barriers and the sort of the blockades that you put around ourselves in society and just being free and expressing ourselves and not caring what people think and stuff like that, and he goes on this journey of becoming the a very controlled and I guess sort of conservative, but not not in the political sense way. And then he he sort of liberated, and you know, there's more to it like that. It's a great film. Anyone has seen uh, Fight Club, go and watch Fight Club, uh,
1: including me. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. I'll go watch it as well. Um, yeah, I I think to that like I totally agree I think so many people would benefit from doing drama and Definitely. when when I tell people I'm a coach they kind of say oh like so did you do psychology as a degree and I'm like oh no I did drama but actually and, and yeah I
0: never the... thought of that yeah and I never actually I gonna say yeah that's really most, it's
1: so it's so transferable and, and I usually don't have time to actually go
0: into it with people because it's Cause a life conversation is dra- life is a drama
1: well, we're putting on roles all the time.
0: Role all the time. We have project. We project roles onto people. We see the world. Humans see the world through a narrative lens, and you know, in that sense, it's why we love films and TV series and shows and plays, and it's why we love art because it's all about narratives and characters and things like that and that's how we that's how we live our lives even though we don't realize it that that's what's going on we, we're all playing out of drama we're all playing out of myth so yeah that's oh. pretty, that's really good on yeah. talk about and animal.
1: and that's that's so interesting so so I think and in essence I kind of think that we're tapping into like what it kind of means to be spiritual because I human. well yeah and human as well but I think so. I, so one of my one of the spiritual teachers I listened to uh, called Michael Singer. If anyone's interested, yeah. he said once, and it really triggered me when I first heard this. Okay. Um, and it took me a long while. I was like, "That's ridiculous! No, that goes against everything I've ever been told." And now I'm like, "Oh my god, it's so true." He was like, "He was like, everyone thinks that the path of self development and spirituality is to like know yourself. You got to get to know yourself." you have to know who you are, like, it's all about self-discovery, knowing who you are. And he was like, no, it's not. It's not about that at all. You have, you, you shouldn't, please don't figure out who you are. You need to forget who you are. You need to forget. And, and I was like, what? Like, no, I don't agree with this at all. But relating it back to, to the drama room and this room of like, where we all had to be broccolis and stuff. So also, in first year, we had to wear like a uniform. They basically gave us black t-shirt and black joggers, and we had to wear them, like oh, wow. those ones that they specifically gave us for all of our sessions. And it was basically to, you know, to some extent, strip back all the stories. So there was no judgment; everyone was equal.
0: Homogenize, and- is that word? So yeah, make you all make you all the same. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And it was it was really powerful. And I think it taps into what it kind of taps into what this the spiritual teacher is saying. Like we think we have to get to know ourselves, but really that's just feeding like our personality and our ego more and more. Whereas if we were just like quiet and still and strip back some of those stories, we get back to like the fact that it's okay to have them, but they're not actually us. They don't define us. We don't have to to play into them all the time like we are actually the awareness behind them um yeah
0: we are the awareness behind that's, it. that's russell brand talks about that a lot i think i might have said that on our other call he talks about the awareness world consciousness experience awareness but yeah that's mm. that, the um what did you just say yeah you've got to find you forget who you are to be to sort of become enlightened and sort of the psychological Way of looking at that is some people think you should follow your bliss to become enlightened, and that's like the path to uh fulfillment. And Carl Jung, who was a very famous, so who I talk about a lot, very famous psychologist, said that actually it's not. It's about going to the places where you least want to look, Mm -hmm. and then that is where you can. So you sort of you got to fill out the whole human structure of, I guess the the Christians would say Jesus right up at the top and then or oh, God, whatever, and then Satan down at the bottom. The whole spectrum of good and evil, you have to become aware of that and not just focus on the the positive things. And that's how you once you become aware of I don't know where I'm going. Oh fuck. Okay.
1: No, you're doing well. It's making it's making a lot of sense.
0: Okay. Yeah. And once you become aware of the full human spectrum for evil and good, then you can become enlightened mm-hmm. in some sense. I think even if it's not enlightened, to be fair, be fair, what you spoke about makes more sense. But my fav- one of my favorite sayings is, uh, that which you most need will be found where you least want to look. I think that's mm-hmm. a pretty powerful uh, saying. I think to me... I think people with mental health issues and with me with my anxiety and stuff growing up i mean everyone says facial fears and they and you know we all sort of understand their facial fears but the reason we're told that is because you know when you watch a horror movie and you're kind of scared but you also want to watch it you're like well, what's going on that's because there's knowledge there's some form of knowledge or information in the horror movie that you're trying to get to but you're also scared of it and I think mm-hmm. you can turn your fears. If you can awaken that part of you that wants to move forward and grow beyond your fears, you can then overcome your fears, and then you'll reclaim everything that your fears have taken away from you. Uh, uh,
1: for sure.
0: Yeah, and we have and not that, left, but that's all right. Uh, we'll, we'll do another call.
1: But yeah, that that's so true. And and the other thing is about uh in the spiritual community, there's a lot about like spiritual bypassing, like you can't, and it kind of sounds like similar. So basically spiritual bypassing is the idea that rather than sort of facing your shadows and parts of you that need the work, you kind of go, oh, well, I'm spiritual and like, I just live in the moment and everything, everything is just one consciousness and everything's fine. So like, I don't need to deal with, like, I don't need to do the mess, like deal with the mess. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's the balance of, like, yes, we are, like, we are all one consciousness and really the the moment is now, this is the only thing that exists. But, like, you still have to go back and, and look at those fears. And also the, the thing is when you shine a light on a fear or, you know, darkness, like it turns into light, it alchemizes into light. So even just by bringing awareness to something, you know, to a – to a problem that you have or a fear that you have it it brings it to light so it can no, it no longer has that hold over you as much
0: awareness and recognition is really important None. you can't really overcome anything until you and acceptance as well acceptance is huge that was one of my blog posts I wrote about acceptance and how important accepting something is in order for you to overcome it if you need to change it if you need to heal it you have to accept it and I'm pretty sure that's one of the, you know, like the twelve steps in alcoholism. They've like, got the alcoholics overcoming alcoholism. They've got there's twelve steps that some guys write a book or something, and it's like really well used. And one of them is acceptance that you have a problem. But I mean, I mean, anything you need to, if you if you're gonna get therapy for anything, you have to accept that there's a problem. You know, the therapy. Yeah. You know, you can lead a hostile water but you can't make it drink it's like that isn't it so yeah. yes right this is good got anyway, to carry on
1: no uh acceptance acceptance is is so key i feel like there was something i was going to say and now it's completely gone out of my head and it's also accepting that that you are that you have these you know this stuff to work on you've got stuff to work on but that like so does every single human ever <laughs> Like, and also that you are, it's a balance between like, yes, I've got work to do, but it's work I, I want to do. And and also, I'm totally enough just as I am right now. Like, it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with me, like that I'm a bad person because of it. It's And I guess that is the acceptance. It's like, I accept it. I accept I'm enough as I am and that, you know, this is just a part of me. This is a part of me that I fully... Except, so yeah i I love that
0: what do you think makes you different what do you think makes you the sort of person that has one of those moments and uh recollects over things and goes right and okay as opposed to just going i'll just let's just put the net some netflix on and we'll order takeaway and then hopefully i'll chill all in the morning what's made you want to explore and understand about yourself and other people you think you think it's parents do you think it's in you i mean i've got a couple of ideas but i want to hear what you it, that's
1: super that's super interesting actually and um i would say it was my parents because i've always grown up like in my household we always like round the dinner table we'd always talk about how we we're feeling like how other people impact how how we feel and how we impact them and like from a young age i feel like i've been exposed to that However, I also think there's a part that has just been a part of me that is that's just always been there because, and I'll always remember this basically when I was in uh preschool, uh, the teacher said to my (laughs) mum, which kind of freaked my mum out. I was like three, and she said to my mum, She's been here before, she's been here before, and she knows what's going on, like she can sense when. Other kids like need help or ne- aren't being played with, and she goes over and plays with them. And so I think there's always just been this like awareness in me that of like I don't know something something bigger. Like it's it's a curiosity of like you know how can you in my head I'm like how can you not be interested in this stuff? Like it's who we are. Everyone is dealing with with their mental health, and because we all have mental health. And so I, I think, yeah, I'm just, I've just always been so curious to like like, learn more and ask those big questions. I'm a very big picture, big picture person. I don't like, don't give me a spreadsheet or a math problem. No, I'm no, not no. good at that. You're Talk to me about what the meaning of life is and I'm there. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I completely agree. You're not. What
1: about you? Do you think you, you know?
0: About what?
1: About what's, what's, yeah, what? What sparked your curiosity, or like, what's brought you to this journey?
0: Dude, um, you stumped me there. I mean, I mean, I, I'd say, obviously, my I had a lot of I had a lot of difficulties growing up with uh, mental health and anxiety, and there's a lot of it in my family, so I've always been aware that it's a thing. And I, I think maybe part of it is I think is my temperament. We talked about last time how personalities, I mentioned openness. I'm, you know, like you, I'm very high in openness and that makes you interested in thinking deeply about things, whereas other people just aren't. They're just not that bothered. But also, maybe when you get, when, when you're in like a state of like panic and anxiety, you, you have to go into your brain. You go into your brain a bit and you, you go into like the parts of your brain and it, and it just triggers, you just, I think going through sort of so much, sorry, really boo hoo me, but going through so much difficulties at such a young age changed my way of seeing the world a little bit and made me a bit more curious about what was going on. Which sounds really grandiose, and loads of people, loads of kids have had it way worse. But you know what I mean. And I, I'm as a thinker, but I think a lot of people are overthinkers. Um, and I would not even, we're getting better at overthinking. I think. So that would relate back to what you said earlier about the drama and how expressing yourself and getting out of your, getting out of your head, you know, into your body, into your spirit or whatever it is, that's really important. But I'd say for me, uh, that's, but I, I similar, kind of similar to you. Uh, my mom said, my mom, we, if I think we, we were moving when I was very young and, my mum said, you would come up to me, Ollie, you'd go, I don't mind if I look at this place. I, I, don't, I don't have a good feeling about this place. And mum would go, yeah, I feel the same. I mean, it could have just been, I didn't think my bedroom was big enough. So it might have <laughs> been that, but...
1: No, you were, you were switched on as a child. I can yeah. I can yeah. tell.
0: No, I was switched on as a
1: child. But children really know that's the thing. We lose that child-like uh, sort of yeah. openness and, like, res- I, I think we get so cluttered with, like, all our experience and rationale and everything like we need to get back to how we were as a child and, and connecting with that intuition that gut feeling of like this isn't this isn't right
0: so there's a there's a famous it was either a philosopher who said his theory was we're born with all of the knowledge that we'll ever need that there's ever had and then as we get older we forget it i mean it's a bit of an outlandish idea but you know either way this there may be some merit to it in some sense i think that and we got a bit sidetracked there let's go back to you after drama and after you pretended to be a vegetable for three years and what it is after that yes how you ended up here with your salt lamp behind you
1: (laughs) with the salt lamp
0: uh
1: yeah so yes very good good question so i finished uni in oh last summer so summer of 2022 and I really did not know where I was going to go afterwards Mm -hmm. I didn't have a plan and I'm a very go with the flow person Mm -hmm. but I found myself starting to get really like tense and worked up and I had no idea like because I was like I just don't
0: know what to do I don't know what to do. Sorry I'm going to interrupt you but you say you're a go with the flow first but last week you said how you like have everything in control And you don't want to start anything until it's all planned out because listeners, Holly didn't want to start the podcast until I had like this perfect plan. And I was like, no, 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 it's fine. We'll just start it. true. I'll just start talking. I'll laugh a bit and it will be cringe and then we'll go from there. And here we are. So we we didn't do, I mean...
1: We didn't do, no. Do you know what?
0: what It's a very,
1: it's a very, that's a very interesting observation of my, Yeah, yeah, because
0: because
1: I definitely am both of those things. Like some areas of my life, I'm like, they have to be so organized and so on it. But then other areas of my life, I'm like, totally go with the flow, totally chilled. Mm-hmm. Um, So I wanted to be more. Yeah. So anyway, I, w- I wanted to, I found myself getting quite stressed and quite okay. anxious about what to do after uni. And so I decided as a little experiment that like for everything. a few months I would just purposely not decide and I would just stay completely open completely open and I literally kind of like ask the universe like show me show me I'm open to anything I will be open to having any conversation to going to any event just show me the way
0: uh-huh. and surrender. A... A surrender exactly
1: it... have you read that book no there's a book called The Surrender Experiment.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know there was a book. Have you read it?
1: Definitely, yes. It's basically all, one of my Bibles. Okay. Yeah, I sure. love it. So
0: read the Surrender Experiment, people.
1: Yeah, I would recommend like Probably one of my number one book recommendations ever. Wow. Anyway, side sidetracked again. Um, so I decided, yeah, to just completely surrender. And what was it? Basically, it was a really interesting few months and I had lots of conversations with people and I went to quite a few different events and... um.
0: I just fell down. I thought just fell off. That was bit... oh,
1: no. Carry on. And interestingly, I didn't just go with exactly what was in front of me because I got an opportunity to work for a marketing agency in Manchester and I went along to like an open kind of day that they organized for me and I spoke to everyone there and I thought, Well, this is in front of me. So maybe I should just do this. Like, this is what the universe has has given me. But what I realized now is actually that opportunity. So I think this is where this is a key lesson to learn about, like, surrendering. Because I was like, well, surely surrendering means I just go with this opportunity. But actually, I was given that moment because it was such a clarifying moment of like, actually, this is not aligned for me. But I needed to see it and experience it to realize that. And it was like the final straw of me actually realizing, no, you actually do know what you want to do. You're just scared. It's actually the fear that's holding you back. Because I knew that deep down I actually wanted to pursue a career in coaching. And I and I just got really honest with myself and was like, if you knew... Someone could sit here and tell you you're going to be successful at this. What would you do? Like, what would you do if, if anything? And I was like, well, I I would coach. That's what I would do. So, I was like, right, well, then better start that journey. Um, and it was the fear of starting that was that was really holding me back. And all, you know, it's been so that was back in like September, and from then I've been on this journey of starting this business and uh adding to my qualifications. So I've done. If anyone knows NLP, I'm trained to master prep level in NLP. And then I also have just completed a spiritual life coaching qualification with the Dharma Coaching Institute. Makes it sound very fancy. Um, no, yeah, not with the Dharma. I wish that would be cool. And uh, yeah, so.
0: Explain to people what uh, NLP is, what it stands for, what does it involve?
1: Yes. So to sum up, basically NLP stands for neuro linguistic programming, and it's essentially a framework for working with the subconscious mind. Is the easiest way to explain it. So it's a set of uh, ideas and tools and techniques to understand how we, how our subconscious mind is working all the time to influence our reality and what's going on around us and it's actually very spiritual but it's it, it's got a lot of like spiritual ideologies embedded in it but mm-hmm. it's very practical which is what i really loved about it because i i had the spiritual understanding and then i was like wow here are some really tangible practical frameworks that i can give to people who are struggling with limiting beliefs and confidence and insecurities and and trauma and actually heal them and help them with it and it just completely blew my mind and um, in the process I've dealt with and still deal with a lot of my own fears of not being good enough fears of like not deserving it not being capable thinking that everyone else is better than me you know Um, so it's been a very interesting journey that I'm still on but a really great one a really exciting one and I'm excited for everything that's to come and I'm starting my own podcast as well. So (laughs) once you've listened to this one, you can go over and check mine out. Hopefully it'll actually be up by then. It's called the Gen Zen Podcast.
0: The Gen Zen podcast, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Yeah, the Gen Zen podcast.
0: First guest will be
1: will be Ollie. (laughs) Yes. Of course. Uh so yeah, you can go and, and give that give that a listen
0: <laughs> good perfect i'll put a link to that is it going to be it was it going to be on youtube or spotify
1: um probably everything. Uh, everything yeah everything spotify itunes is itunes something like the podcast app
0: yeah the podcast app that, which i wouldn't use for like five years that just sat on people's home screens and
1: yeah and now everyone have phone Wait, news, is that?
0: now everyone and their dog has got a podcast but it's not, mm-hmm. good, not gonna be as good as these two podcasts though.
1: It's not. It's definitely not.
0: Other than Joe Rogan Podcast and the True Journey Podcast. Pick up those two. <laughs> right. So, and you are currently living in Manchester?
1: So. Yes. I am. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. point isn't it?
0: Because uh we're <clears throat> not from Manchester, are we? We're from we're both from <laughs> southeast of England.
1: So. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: probably she's gone up north.
1: I know, I know, to the cold up north. Although, actually, okay. it's, I'm finding that it's actually sunnier up here, yeah. I think. Really? A controversial opinion, but controversial. I, many times I've, it's well. sunny up here and it's been raining like where my parents live. So I don't say, I think it's a myth. I think, or either that, or I just bring the sunshine, you know.
0: But it could be that. It. That would be more, <laughs> to be fair. Yeah.
1: But um, no, I think what's what's really, a good a good point to say is um i totally manifested this whole situation like very intentionally and it's kind of crazy to and this is what we're talking about it's all linking back to the seed you've got to plant the seed and then leave it to grow
0: make because sure you water it though
1: you've got to water it you got to watch it water but you can't it. keep checking up on it all the time
0: and i watch you've parts you've got oil. to trust You've got to allow the universe, which is the sun, to beam down on it, but you yourself have to put the water in.
1: Yeah, and so because I did when I did my NLP, my first NLP course back in uh, summer, summer twenty twenty. I am um, because
0: that's what I was going to ask you that when did you do the NLP course then? But you did it in summer twenty twenty. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's first, and then I did the second one summer twenty twenty one, and um and then kind of didn't do anything with them for a couple of years, and then back came up. back to it. But it was all it was all sinking in. It was all integrating. All but in. um but I remember on that first course they we had to do like sort of a a dream outcome and and embed it in our subconscious through like a visualization, mm-hmm. and I said I wanted to be living in a terraced house and I wanted to be a coach and I wanted to go to yoga classes and uh, all these things and have this community around me and the picture was really clear. And then I kind of forgot about about it because I was like, well, I'm at uni, so that's not going to happen now. You know, I'll just forget about it. And then what happened was, and it's a long story, which I won't bore you with, but essentially like nothing was happening in another podcast. Nothing had happened really. And then, so this is back, by the way, this is back in 2021, let's say summer 2021. So then a whole year and a half later, basically October in the space of three weeks, all, I went from having none of that to having all of it, like literally in three weeks, it all fell into place. Like, and everything happened, like the way we found this house was, was a crazy story and like everything just, just clicked. Yeah. And pe- to the outside world, they were like, "How the hell have you done that? Like, that's just you're so lucky that's all, that's happened just out of nowhere." I'm like, "No, you haven't seen the two years of work and sort of manifesting that I've yeah. put into it. Like, it's been a long time coming in in the universe. Mm-hmm. This is it's just materialized very quickly." Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's it was quite yeah. a cool story, and it definitely restored my faith in manifestation. I was like,
0: "Great story." Yeah. It's like the bamboo, it's like a, apparently there's some plant, maybe it's bamboo, but it like, you water it or you feed it and it grows like a few inches in like a year and then it has a period of like a month or something where it grows like three feet or it just goes, it massively. it's all about that gradual buildup and it's the exponential increase. Is that the word exponential? I think so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Slowly and then rise up like that. But yeah, that's a great story. That's a good story. So remember that story, people, when you're working hard at something and you're believing and you're trusting and surrendering and all those good things. Remember the story of Holly and her coaching and her manifestation of that little lamp behind her because that's what we're really about, really.
1: That's what it's all about. Yeah, all about. exactly.
0: Okay, Ollie. Good so i will put your i'll put your instagram in the description and i'll put maybe not on this podcast but i mean if you if you send me the link or if not we'll do it on the next one and holly will be back soon and we will yeah exactly uh subscribe to the channel thank you all for watching hope you've enjoyed holly you've been a great first guest it's been a great podcast that's okay and thanks
1: so much for having me
0: good have you had a good time
1: yeah i have this is this is my jam i I could talk about this all all day